Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the UFC State of the Union podcast. This is episode 15. Uh, my name is Brian Vosper. I'm the host. Um, this car- this episode, we're going to recap last week's card. Um, it was the... Oh, man. Crap. Sorry. It was uh, Marina Rodriguez versus Lemos. Sorry. Um, just blanked for a second. Um, that card, and then I'm going to go really quick into UFC 281 for my predictions for tonight. So kind of starting from the, the top, I'll just go from the main card and then kind of down some, some of the fights I kind of liked on that. Um, so the main event, Lamos, um, gets the KO. Some people thought, you know, me included right in the beginning, um, when I first watched it, you know, I was thinking a little bit of an early stoppage. But then watching it back, you know, second, third time, just the, the clip, after like the first, you know, two shots, really good shots she lands, Marina Rodriguez, she's she's still on her feet, but she is clearly not there. And so, I mean, if you look like that, like the only what was going to happen, she was just going to get put out cold. And so that's why the ref stopped it. So, I mean, you know, she clearly looked like she was not there and then she was just eating a few more shots. So, I mean... After watching it back, I'm like, okay, I'm cool with that stoppage. Like, she clearly did not know where she was at. No need to completely put her out cold. But I can also see, you know, why people say it was an early stoppage. But I think even regardless, if you let it go, you know, a few more seconds, she was going to get put out cold because she clearly was not there. Um, Going down the rest of the card, um, you know, Neil Magny, I actually had, I thought D-Rod would win that fight. But yeah, Neil Magny. I think he has most wins in welterweight division now, so he got that submission win. Um, I think the biggest thing here, whoo, the biggest drama on this whole card would be the Derek Minner fight, where probably everyone that's paying attention to you know MMA, Twitter, stuff going on with the sport, this is my opinions on this. I really think that... Um, I think James Cross is going to get straight up investigated and maybe even banned from the banned from the sport going forward because there is a full-blown investigation going on into from like you know gambling organizations and stuff going on into this um my opinions on what happened so about 90 minutes before the fight of the the Derek Minner fight you had a crap ton of bets come in for first round finish by Shalon um and then and also under 2.5 so those were kind of like the two main bets that you started seeing and this was randomly like 90 minutes before the fight um i want to say you had i think it was like Derek minner was like uh, i want to say he was like a plus 170 he went up to like a plus 330 350 so basically doubles um and then Shalon went from like a minus 200 to like a minus 450, um, all in the span of 90 minutes before this fight. So what ends up happening is then Derek Minner, he randomly injures himself round one. And so it was a first round finish. So kind of looking at all the variables here. Um, so 90 minutes before the fight, you had, you know, just a crap ton of bets come in randomly for first round finish under 2.5. Then the main detail that people start looking at is James Krause was Derek Minner's coach. James Krause has a podcast where he does 
specifically MMA betting. I think it's called the 1% Club. He also has a paid Discord for his picks. Um, And so what a lot of people are thinking happened, um, 90 minutes before the fight, someone close to Derek Minner, no one knows for sure, but I mean, if I'm connecting the dots, I mean, head coach would probably know if their fighter is compromised. And with James Krause's connections to betting, it's just not a good look where all of a sudden his fighter is at the center of a big controversy where 90 minutes before the fight, crap ton of bets are coming in for first round finish under 2.5 just out of the blue like the odds were like pretty consistent the whole week and then right before so maybe like when they were warming up in the back or something um getting ready for the fight all of a sudden you know just all this movement happens james cross has been extremely quiet on social media and everything um since this happened but i mean it's not looking good i i really think um i think People in his Discord definitely, <laughs> I think they were involved in that movement. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, that Discord maybe gets shut down to cover some tracks or I don't know. But if I'm just my own opinion, I think there was definitely some some involvement there. Um, just is not was not a good look. And so and then also what was even crazier, too, than this week you had randomly <laughs> I mean this goes with James Cross too cuz he's been still going under fire on this then you randomly had Megan Anderson going off on like how her, her experience at um at when she was at that gym and then randomly throws a bombshell saying that oh basically saying Laura Sanko slept with James Cross which oh my gosh like this is like probably the drama of the week that's happened here um like it was out of the blue she immediately deleted that tweet jeff molina if you go on mma twitter look it up he tweeted some tweeted basically a whole thing about what really happened and how this seemed like just like she wasn't taking accountability you had casey o'neill tweet uh, have a tweet about accountability so it was kind of like referring in my opinion that was referring to megan anderson but oh man like i wouldn't be surprised if megan anderson's gonna lose her ufc espn analyst role because you don't do that to a co-worker out of the blue even if you're emotional about i mean she has a pretty big history you know um on mma twitter where people say stuff she goes and you know hashes at them or she she blocks a lot of people um i mean granted you know there are a crap ton of trolls especially on mma twitter if you're saying bs yeah you deserve to be blocked but i mean kind of looking at what happened there i don't know it it just seemed like kind of like maybe she was getting she was getting roasted and maybe i think one of the tweets led to her kind of when she was maybe a little emotional sent put that out she said like why don't you ask um laura sanko about that and but the tweet was basically referring to you know having an affair and it's like oh man that both like she's a married woman with a family um i mean they both work for they're both they have analyst roles that's a co-worker you're just randomly gonna do that out of the blue to someone um i in my opinion that that 
you can go as far that's some defamation right there to be honest because if that ends up being completely false i mean megan anderson has a platform of two hundred thousand plus people you don't just throw that out there that 100 percent hurts someone's brand their image so oh man but i also kind of going back to what i was talking about with the whole james cross situation with the betting it was interesting that megan anderson this is the first time she's ever talked about like her experience with that gym is the glory mma she kind of waited till you know it looks at least this is what it looks like she waited until you know james cross is going under fire to finally bring something like this up but then oh man i'm not in agreement with what she did there with the whole laura sanko situation i think she's gonna i wouldn't be surprised if megan anderson gets like released from that role you don't do that to a co-worker um, but yeah, that's kind of my opinions on that whole situation. I'm um, kind of going down the rest of this card. Um, some things that caught my eye, um, the Grant Dawson, Mark Madsen fight, man. Um, I was thinking Mark Madsen was going to take that and geez, um, Grant Dawson definitely showed, um, you know, his MMA wrestling was a lot better than, um, even though Mark Madsen is an, an Olympic, Gre- Olympic Greco Roman wrestler. I mean, show there's a difference there. And so, um, yeah, you had that. Tagiru Lumbekov got the finish. Yeah, and then kind of going down the rest. Miranda Maverick kind of expected she was going to win that. Mario Bautista, man, that guy's a beast. Um, I think you're going to eventually see him in the top 15 soon. Um, Poliana Viana, she also had a, <laughs> the crazy, you can look it up, crazy tweet at Colby Covington after she gets her KO win. Like, oh, man. Um yeah there was there were some good good fights there but going into tonight though oh man the fu- the fights we are all excited about i'll start from the main just from the top um adesanya versus Pereira headliner man just um looking at kind of the um, the press conferences and what's been going on this week i mean izzy does look a little nervous uh, i'm not gonna lie if you kind of look at his like facial like like his body language he looks a little nervous um which i mean granted this is like the you know the final boss you have the history of you know he's he, this guy actually has knocked you out um but yeah this is gonna i think one thing that adesanya does have on his side is the experience in mma so we're gonna see what happens um i think the experience with also how if you're comparing it to kickboxing that's in a in a boxing ring Whereas, you know, this is in an octagon. So Adesanya does have a lot of experience being able to clearly, you know, work. I think he's done a really good job at working the angles of the cage, learning how to do stuff like that. I mean, his past few have not been exciting, but he's learning like that cage time is giving him some experience knowing, you know, distance management and stuff like that. And so, I mean, I... I don't think Adesanya is going to go for – he's definitely not going to be the one initiating for the KO. Um, but I could see him going one of two ways. You know, he does the typical thing he's been doing, you know, just rack up some points, um, go to a decision, or he does catch Pereira at one point. That that, that would be obviously, you know, Adesanya's way to win. Um, but I, if I'm rooting for someone in this, I want to see Pereira get the KO. I really, I really hope he pulls it off. But yeah, but for both guys is a hard task. Um, it's gonna be an awesome fight. I think the the variable there that 
Pereira has to overcome is going to be that experience. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Carlos Barza versus Whaley Zhang. I think Whaley Zhang is going to starch her round one. That is my opinion. There, I, 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 I don't think Esparza has much for Whaley, even as before. Esparza did not want this matchup. She actually was asking for the rematch with Marina Rodriguez, and was even asking for time off before. If you kind of look in the in the past, and so. Um, but then they were able to book this. I, in my opinion, I think they probably said like, "Hey, if you're just gonna sit out, no injuries and all this, like, you kind of know where it's going. You might get stripped, and we'll do, you know, a vacant title shot. Someone at that point, it was maybe gonna be, you know, Whaley versus Marina Rodriguez. But now that Marina lost, you know, so Lemos is looking like uh, possibly probably fighting the winner of this." Um, unless if, you know, there has been some interesting things this past week with, um, Joanna Janjacek, you know, hinting at maybe having a comeback fight. Um, in my opinion, what you should do there though, if J- uh, Joanna, what she should do is if Carla loses tonight, that's the fight you call for. Ask for Car- Car- the Carla Joanna too, because, Joanna destroyed her in the first fight. And if Joanna really is trying to get back into the mix, she does have kind of an awkward situation where she has two losses to Wei Lee, two losses to Rose. But if you want to get a fight that can get you right back into the mix, ask for that Carla fight if Carla loses tonight. And that's, um, you know, Joanna's probably going to be the favorite going into that based off how the last fight went. Um, And even though there's been, you know, years, but... I, I think um, I think that would be a very good matchup for Joanna, and she can get back into the rankings. But she would have um, a hill to climb because then now you got Lamos there, you have Rodriguez still there, even though she just lost. And so, see what happens. Um, fight that you know everyone excited for: uh, Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. Th- I think this is <laughs> this fight's going to be a, a barn burner. Um, I, I really want to see. Chandler by KO, if I'm being honest. But I think if Chandler goes too wild and he starts missing a lot of shots, no question, Poirier is going to piece him up. And so, I mean, but this fight is going to be exciting. And both these guys have been caught before. So, I mean, both of them have seven. uh, That's the first time I'm actually noticing that. Both have seven losses on their record. And so... This is gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. Um, I mean, it, oh man, I think if if Chandler does win, he's gonna ask for the McGregor fight, and that would be that fight would do numbers. If Chandler somehow starches Poirier, um, yeah, they they book McGregor Chandler, that fight is gonna do numbers. Like, I mean, granted, you know, anyone you book against McGregor is gonna do well, uh, numbers wise. But if you have a highlight reel of Chandler, you know, he starches Tony Ferguson. He has a highlight reel. He starches Poirier. Oh man, going into that, it's that would be crazy. Um, that I think for some reason I keep feeling that Chandler's gonna get it done, but we'll see. Um. Chris Gutierrez versus Frankie Edgar. This is Frankie Edgar's retirement fight. I think, I think Chris Gutierrez is is gonna Chris Gutierrez is gonna take this. I, being honest, I think Frankie Edgar's gonna get KO'd here. Um, if I'm being honest, Claudia Puelas 
Pouye, sorry, <laughs> versus Dan Hooker. This is a very big step up in co- competition for Claudio, but Claudio is one of those guys that's been like flying under the radar. Um, Prince of Peru, he has three knee bar submissions in the UFC, which is insane. Um, Dan Hooker, you know, he's never in a not exciting fight, but at the same time, you have to take in consideration Dan is also 21 and 12. So if you're a betting guy, like 21 and 12, like that's like getting that's like almost kind of like a similar, you know, ratio that Nate Diaz has. It's like, yeah, they have exciting fights, but I mean, they do have a decent amount of losses, and so it's like you have a lot of tape you can kind of look at of like some strategies on kind of how to beat them. But, you know, Dan Hooker is definitely a step up in contest for, uh, for Pouillet's. Um, we'll see what happens. I think I think um, Claudio, man, I don't know here. This is, a, this is a tricky one, that fight. I'm not sure. Um, I think Claudio will get it done. But, yeah, that's a hard one. I could also see Dan hitting him with something crazy. So we'll see what happens. Um, going into the prelims. Brad, there and there are some awesome ones here that are kind of flying under the radar. I don't know if I want to say flying under the radar, but Brad Riddell versus Moicano, that's a great one. I think Brad Riddell is going to get get that one done. Dominic Reyes versus Ryan Spann. This is kind of a almost like a make or break moment for Dominic Reyes because he's definitely gone on the um, he's got the John Jones curse, but I think he's going to get back back on track here. I really think he is. Um, I think that that is a really weird actually weird stat actually when you take a lot when you lose to John Jones. I'm not gonna get into you know how a lot of people think Ray's won that. Um, but let's just say let's just go since Ray's took that loss to John Jones, statistically, if you look at every fighter that has lost to John Jones when they lose, I wanna say it's like every like Every single one of them, their next fight afterwards, they lose. And it's a lot of times, usually one to two fights, they also lose. So Dominic Reyes loses to John Jones. He has two brutal losses, you know. So th- that's why I kind of said this was make- this is like a make or break for Dominic Reyes. He gets KO'd by Blockwoods. He gets brutally KO'd by Jiri also. And so, but, so that's three losses in a row. Um... Ryan Spann, um, he's he's hard te- I mean, hard competition. But I think, um, I think Dominic Gray is going to get it back on track here. I think he's going to get it done. Aaron Blanchfield versus Molly McCann. Looking at this one, um, I think Aaron Blanchfield. The reason they booked this matchup for Molly McCann, if you look at her record, she historically kind of struggles with very good grapplers. Um, and so I think that's why they brought they have Aaron Blanchfield really top prospect in this di- prospect in this division going up against Molly McCann see what happens. Um, I think Aaron Blanchfield is going to get this done, but I wouldn't be surprised. You know, Molly McCann's looking crazy right now. She keeps landing these elbows, um, and so I don't know. But I think I think Blanchfield's going to get it done here. Andre Petrovsky, um, beast. Um, going against Wellington Herman, also another beast. Um, I think Petrovsky's going to get that one done. And then um, 
looking at some of these others, oh man, this fight actually, I completely forgot about this one. Asai Tarvis Frivola, Mr. What's in the Bag. Um, <laughs> that whole situation, if anyone remembers that. Um, I think Asai Tarvis is going to get a KO here. Um, yeah, and kind of looking down the rest of the card, there are some good ones. Ulberg, I think is going to, that's a really good one. Um, Uberg versus Nikolai. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think Uberg's going to kick it off with, that fight's going to end in a KO, (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Yeah, but this is, uh, this is looking like an awesome card. We got, you know, we got hour and a half left before it. Uh, again, I appreciate everyone for, for tuning in. Um, sorry, I need to get these out, you know, kind of more faster maybe not like one to two hours before the card but maybe i'll do a, a recap to, um well it's probably gonna be way late tonight maybe tomorrow i'll have a recap but yeah hopefully these are some awesome fights tonight little nervous with the main event really hoping we don't see a, a point fight fest that would just be a bummer because um, adesanya he keeps coming out with you know he keeps saying i'm gonna get back to my old style Last time he came out as the Undertaker, point fought. So it's like, please don't let us have a boring main event in this card. Really hoping somehow we don't. Um, because I, I really do think we're going to see one of two things. It's either going to be a KO or it's going to be a kind of a, a point fight fest. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully it's just a, an awesome fight, though. But yeah, thanks so much for, for listening, guys. Hope you have a great, great night. Hopefully these fights rock. See ya.